Hi, I'm Taku and I've spent over 10 years telling my stories to thousands of kids across Australia. Now, I'm making my first kids TV show, but here's the thing. I don't have a lot of money, I've never made TV before, please explain, and I've never even been to film school. Yeah, I know, it sounds ridiculous, but that's why I'm doing this podcast. You'll hear how I'm working with the best in the business, how I'm finding the money, and all the behind the scenes stuff no one tells you about. This is Two Words with Taku. Let's learn this making TV thing together. You know, in the beginning of this episode, uh, in fact, of the intro of the podcast where I say, and I haven't even been to film school. I really am denied about whether I should add that and whether it was important. But I think it really is because this is a podcast about trying something that you are excited about and also learning as you go. And so, no, I haven't officially got a degree or an official qualification in filmmaking, screenwriting, but I have a qualification in life. <laughs> and... um you know, just living my experiences of being uh, Taku in Australia and also working with kids and all these stories and wanting to tell stories. So that's kind of what I felt really confident in that, um, yep, I want to go and learn. I'm hungry to learn. And before I moved here from Perth to Melbourne, I, I really researched, should I go to film school? Uh, should I move to New York even and go to film school? Should I study here? Degree? What what shall I do to learn the craft of being um, a screenwriter or making TV or directing? And then I just decided to do a bit of being self-taught, so learning a lot of things online, but also applying to short courses and different programs so I could fast-track my education. Uh, because I'd had experience with storytelling through public speaking, through training, um, I'm a qualified trainer in terms of I can do uh, training and assessment so I can come up with training programs. I felt really confident that I would be able to, to learn the skills that I needed but I, I could also almost create a, a program for myself and so I called it in my little you know folders on my computer I called it Taku School of Media where once I arrived here I decided okay I'm going to learn about TV stuff I'm going to learn about radio stuff I'm going to learn about writing stuff and these are the people I want to approach or these are the courses I want to do and I came up with a little course program for myself and one of the the schools that I've been learning from over the years um, is the Australian Film Television and Radio School which is um, called Afters. Uh, I'll refer to it as Afters from now on. And they're online, but they also have a wealth of courses around film, TV, and radio. And I signed up, I think to date, I've probably done about four different ones. And they've been fantastic. They've been fantastic because they're taught by screen professionals, but then I also get to learn specific skills. And then... I get to meet different people at these events. So people who are like me also looking to learn um, and they come from all different industries. And so in this episode, I'm focusing more around how you yourself can uh, look at 
other courses or programs or training things that you can apply for that aren't necessarily from school, that also don't necessarily break the bank, uh, but also get you those skills that can be recognized as you start to break in. One of the first um, training things that I did was a directing masterclass with Dana Reed. She's um, a di director in Australia. She's done a lot of TV. She's done a lot of film. And most recently, she directed episodes on The Handmaid's Tale. And I went to that event because as a writer, I wanted to learn about what does a director see or how do they approach scripts? How do they work with writers? And she really, really was incredible. We learned so much about being a director, uh, working with actors. And even as a writer, that, that was so useful to me to think about, oh, okay, uh, I'm not just writing a story. I have to think about all the other people who are part of making the story come to life. And then through that, I I asked Dana if I could interview her on my podcast so again if you go back to season one there is an episode in there and she talks through um, you know her experience of coming from being an actor to now directing and then working with non-actors and you know how she reads scripts and it's all really useful for people who are looking to write their first scripts or you know even tv shows because you want to have as much insight as you can whilst you're working with different people. So that's just one example of an event through afters that I went to and then um, some of the things that I learned and, and some of the people that I met. And also they have a conference every year called Make It. And I did reference it in another episode uh, before with Evram, actually no, with AJ. And at that conference, they had different people from within the screen industry, uh, especially more emerging people or early career people uh, coming and sharing the experiences of what it's really, really, really like working in the screen industry. It's one thing to go to school and have a degree and then you come out into the real world and how is it? And again, I found that so useful because you could ask people questions straight up. Okay, so what is this like and how much does this cost? How much do you earn? How much is, you know, it was a great platform to meet people. And because I really have found these courses useful, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to have someone from afters come in and talk about the programs, what they do, what they offer, why they have those programs. And that way, if you are somebody who's sitting on stories or ideas and perhaps doesn't have the time to go to film school full time or doesn't have the financial um, you know, capacity to go to film school, maybe there are options for you that you can explore where you can do short courses or, or things online to just bump up your skills. And so I've invited Wendy Gray from Afters, and I'll tell you a little bit about Wendy. Wendy Gray runs the short course and industry certificate programs at Afters. Over the last seven years, she's been the head of the open program, head of the TV unit, and began life at Afters as the industry program manager. In her current role, she liaises with industry through the industry advisory panels, runs industry-related events, and oversees the development and delivery of industry short courses and industry certificates. Wendy started her career in the media at ABC TV, where she worked for 12 years in a variety of production roles across all genres. Her final years at the ABC saw her devising, producing and directing a number of children's TV series, including the AFI award-winning series The Ferals and, get this, 40 episodes of the iconic Play School. 
So here is Wendy and I met her at the Maker Conference, but here she's going to be talking about afters, the short courses that they have and yeah, just general information. Here's Wendy. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your work at Afters. Um, well, my role is as the head of the industry program at Afters. What that means is that I supervise a team that runs all the short courses, um, the industry um, certificates. Um, we also run um, an event here, a monthly industry event here called TV Talks. Um, we coordinate um, uh, industry advisory panels who meet uh, twice a year and have input into our curriculum. Um, I also have input into other industry outreach programs, including an industry survey um, and other events here held at afters. Oh, great. And um, yeah, part of this episode, as I was saying to my listeners, is that um, I've done some of the courses that Afters provides and I found them quite useful. And I wanted to find out how do you work out what short courses to to put out or yeah, how do you work out what, what mm. you will Well, um, I guess it's based on a range of um, understanding the industry and so knowing the skills that people need to learn to either enter or progress in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, survey out the people people who do courses and ask them what else they'd like to do. Um, we do run a triennial large industry survey and um, so we take on the feedback via that survey, which one of the questions is what you know, what skills gaps do you have? What would you like to learn more about? Um, and we look at what courses are popular. Um, and, you know, so obviously if they're popular, we keep running them or we change them a bit or we add other things on that might complement them. Um, generally, that's how we decide. Oh, that, that's pretty good. And in fact, when I was looking for um, the courses that I needed, that it felt like that was the case because they were very specific to certain um, skill sets that I definitely knew I didn't have experience yeah, in right. without. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good. Without, that's good to hear. Yeah. And, um, and I was reading up a bit about you and I, I mean, I first met you at the Make It conference. So I was just there oh, yes. as a participant and you were hosting and you had all these other amazing panelists. And then yes. as I was starting to read up about you, I realized you, you've done quite a lot of work in children's TV. And yes, that's right. Like a lot. And I saw on your bio um, that you created the Ferrells show, which I had a bit of a look at and I was laughing. It's it's quite cool. And also <laughs> that you directed about 40 episodes of Play School. Which That's is right, yeah. Iconic. I, did. I, worked at, I worked at the ABC for um, quite a long time in the children's department. So, yeah, I had a lot of different experience um, in that area. Incredible. So how did you end up at Afters or what made you end up, yeah, working oh, with the well, film school? From um, in between um, working at the ABC, I, I worked also as a freelance producer um, on other you know series and I also worked um, in website production for a while but um, I left Sydney and lived up in the Northern Rivers uh, for a few years and um, kind of changed what I was doing I was working in um, uh, I was working in a university up there in in the marketing department actually and mm -hmm. um, so then I wanted to come back to Sydney and just I saw this job advertised and 
got it and can't return to afters and uh, you know it's a good combination of skills and interests and uh, it's sort of I can draw on my production background and um, which makes it very um, you know make me, makes me an appropriate person for the job mm-hmm. um, but you know it's interesting because I get to work with a lot of people in different parts of the industry and it's kind of good to be able to help people. And and so when you look at the kids TV shows that maybe you grew up watching, the yep. ones that you created and the ones that are coming out now, do you yep. see any changes, anything that interests you, worries you, any anything? What are your thoughts around that? Ah, oh, um, well, you know, Play School was around when I was a kid. It's been going forever. Yes. So uh, I'm glad it's still going because I think it's a, a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some really um, – great things happening in children's television it's very underfunded so it's always struggling they're always you know producers always struggling to get it made mm-hmm. um yeah I, I don't watch a lot of it now because i my kids are both adults so um i just occasionally watch it for professional reasons but yeah and and do I, you, I, oh sorry go on go on no go on um, i was going to ask if you had any uh tips or f- feedback or advice for people who are working in children's TV because I guess that's, oh, that's yeah. the path I'm taking now is trying to create a teen drama series so going to be working oh, okay, with kids, yeah. younger audiences. Look, I think children's TV is a wonderful opportunity um, uh, to for people who are starting out in the industry because there tends to be a bit more opportunity for people who don't have a long list of credits. You'll mm-hmm. get a little bit more of a put in the door in children's TV. But the other thing is that children's TV includes a wide range of genres. So you can work in children's TV and make animations or comedy or drama or factual or quiz shows or a whole range of different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas once you move into sort of like adult programming, you tend to kind of specialize in in one of those things mm-hmm. um i think if you don't have a lot of experience in the industry and you are developing your own idea i think it's obviously really important to be um to find a, a producer as a mentor and possibly to team up with them and work with their production company to try and make it because yeah. you won't get funding unless you've got some credits and it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation how do you get the credits Mm -hmm. you know if you haven't got the credits and so most um uh emerging creators need to find a another producer or a production company that they can work with um in order to uh, get their own projects made yeah, that and mm. that's what I've been learning as well is that, yeah, that whole thing around having that experience and partnering with um, a company that's got the, the infrastructure to support the ideas is, is very important. Mm, and, absolutely. And I think what I really liked about the Maker Conference was that I'd moved from Perth to Melbourne and I didn't really know a lot of the language around the screen industry. There's so many different mm. aspects to it. So um, I found that conference was really useful to sort of look at just all all the bits you know the pitching and then the writers and then the script supervisors just all in one day and yeah um yeah I just I just was thinking oh I should tell people about it but then why not get you on the on the show to just yeah. you know, tell us a bit more well, about excellent I'm glad that you um I'm glad that you found it useful we've got really great feedback about it and it was you know Film Victoria um supported it it wouldn't have happened without Film Victoria's 
um, support. So um, I'm hoping, you know, um, that will run again at the end of next year. I said, I think we'd ideally like to do it every 18 months in Melbourne. So, but mm-hmm. that is dependent upon Film Victoria funding. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope they support it again. Mm. Um, and then looking at the other courses that you offer, is there mm-hmm. financial assistance available for people? Because normally that is the thing that people say, oh, I can't afford to go to you know, film school. I can't afford to do this and that. And mm. so is, is there any financial assistance or how can people get access to some of these courses if mm. you know they might not be able to otherwise? Yeah, well, um, it depends. You know, after runs um we have an undergraduate degree, a Bachelor of Arts and a Master's program and a graduate diploma in radio. Those courses are all um, HEX. You, you can get HEX um, to do those courses, but they're, you know, longer full-time courses. Yeah. For our short courses, not really. Um, we occasionally have some initiatives that may provide support for people to um, do our courses but we tend to do those in partnership with other organizations so we will it will be something an initiative that we'll have done with um, one of the state funding bodies or um, another industry organization there's there's no sort of individual sort of scholarships or, or whatever mm-hmm. we do have um, different price levels on our courses we have um, uh, an industry price and a, and a and a full price, I guess. Oh, so yeah. anyone who's involved in the industry can get the industry price. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also early bird discounts. So it's sort of like the longer, further you book ahead, the cheaper the course is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's right. So um, I'm a member of the Writers Guild and Screen yeah. Producers Australia. So yeah, that's so you would get yeah. the industry price. Yeah. Which, which was really helpful. <laughs> mm. And then um, just to go back, could you just briefly explain what the industry certificates are? Oh, okay, yeah. So they're longer courses that we started uh, running oh, kind of like this time last year um, because we wanted to be able to offer courses that were very skills-focused. Um, so they're less academic. Um, they're not, it's not like doing a, a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much focused on practical skills um, and they vary from about 120 hours through to 240 hours spread over between like the the shortest courses are three weeks full-time and the longest the longest one is I think 20 weeks Mm part-time but most of them are part-time courses so you can do them on the weekends and um, some of them the most of them involve some online components Um, so we sort of try to design them so they work for people who who have jobs. Oh, that's so good. And so them mm. becoming and them being certificates, that means yeah. that they're recognized by um the rest of the industry so that you've you can hopefully get more opportunities through them. That's is that right, the idea? Yeah. And yeah, that, that is right. And um all the curriculum of the certificates has had input by our industry advisory panel. So they're all aware of the certificates. Mm-hmm. Um and we do try and put people in touch with opportunities for work or internships or whatever at the end of the course where possible as well okay oh well what i'll do is i'm going to put links to all of the the pages on on the show notes great uh so people can access that but is there anywhere else that people can find information about um 
you know, specifically asking questions or if they... Uh, yeah, or... well, um, obviously the website has quite a bit of information, but they can also just ring or email us here at Afters to talk about specific things. So mm-hmm. the best email address is just shortcourses at afters.edu.au. Okay. And our, and our phone number is 1300-065-281. Oh, great. Thank you so much. That's so clear. And, um, yes, I'll put all those details in. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I know um, it was a bit of a quick interview. That's fine. <laughs> but um, it was great. Thank you so much, Wendy. Okay. Thanks, Taku. You're listening to Two Words with Taku. If you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, and recommend the show. I think after listening to Wendy and also just looking back on the last couple of years, um, I have spent money on courses and events and conferences uh, because I've wanted to learn. I've really wanted to learn. I've wanted to meet the people. I've wanted to just surround myself with people with that experience or people who are hungry like me. And I think that's probably what I want to encourage everyone who is sort of umming and eyeing about, you know, how much they should invest into becoming, um, I guess, more skilled in this in this area of TV, of writing, in fact, whatever area that you're in. Uh, it's like one of those things, I used to laugh with my bestie about how much she spends on getting her hair done. She has the most elaborate hair every week, weaves and braids and all sorts of things. And she looks amazing. And that actually works for her and her brand because she's a dance teacher. She needs the hair. She needs that kind of, um, that vibe. And she's beautiful. But for me, I think these days I'm just less... Um, I'm I'm less excited about spending money on my hair. I used to do that as well because for me I'm going okay, where can I invest my my money and my resources to get better at what I really am fired up about. And look, the dream, the hope is that yes, if and when, in fact I should say when, when all of this takes off, then I'll have the chance to get better hair and I'll be able to, you know, really bling out and all of that stuff but for now my priority is to learn and so everything I have is going into that so if you're someone who's thinking oh I can't afford it or I don't have this or I don't have that I I would just encourage you to look at maybe areas that you can um, I don't know cut down on maybe budget and see how you might be able to really just invest in your education around the thing that you want to learn. And hopefully this podcast as well is just a a little resource that you can use as reference. I've put as much information as I can into the episodes and even what the guests are sharing. And then I've just put so many links in each episode again to different websites, resources, schools, whatever that, that can help you start to pull that information for yourself. And so I hope that helps you. And if you have questions, I'm taku at taku.com.au. Anything that you want to learn or know, um, I don't know everything, but maybe I can direct you in a certain way. And out of manners, I also have to say that um, Afters did not uh, pay for this endorsement. It's not a paid episode. I genuinely appreciate um, the value that they've added to my skill set. And I wanted to share that with people who might not have heard of them or who might not know or what opportunities are available. Okay, so that's it for this episode. The details 
<laughs> my social media details are in the notes as always and it'll be great to hear from you if you have feedback thoughts questions and if not that's okay as well <laughs> all right we'll see you in the next episode bye